Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to It Never Gets Old a first-hand account of all things secondhand, vintage, thrift, consignment, resale, maybe even a little antique. Because the future of fashion is nothing new. I am your host, Meredith Feynman. I'm also the author of the new book, Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion, which you can get wherever you get your books. I know a lot of people are listening to the audiobook, so maybe it's it never gets old fans because you're already used to the sound of my voice. Um, but I am in D.C. and I am joined per usual, by the bestie in the Westie long distance, Sarah Lane. Hello, Mayor, and greetings from California, where it is hot as balls. Greetings from D.C. I just had a nice little vacation. I went to a like farm in situation, and I'm very much a city person. I feel like I spend so much time traveling to cities that I never travel to a place that's not a city, and like I really like farms. I just <laughs> hung out with some donkeys and some chickens and I like would go and pet the donkeys and like have a conversation with them every night because they're like it was a very small inn and like people are social distancing so I'm like all right well I'm just going to talk to the animals. (laughs) That sounds great. I grew up in sort of farm atmospheres so that's something that you know I kind of forget is really really nice because yeah I'm I'm like you when I go somewhere it's like oh my god I kind of want excitement and museums walk around see a lot of people and check out the city atmosphere but But uh, yeah, I love a good farm. Yeah, well, I'm from inside of D.C., so I am like the most city person and I always go to cities and I want to travel to cities so I can do stuff and meet random people and go to restaurants and go to consignment stores. And you can't do that right now because it's COVID. So stay home. Be careful. Social distance. Wear a mask. Uh, but still treat yourself. Sarah, What's you, what are you treating yourself to this week? Well, I treated myself to a bunch of dry cleaning. The dry cleaner that's, well, I mean, there's more than one that's like near me, but the one that's like nearest me was closed for a while and then they were open and I still felt like, yeah, I can wait. I can wait to, to you know, not that I didn't want to give them my business, but it felt a little like stuff that's going to be on my body. Maybe I wasn't quite ready for it yet, but I actually have this one shirt. In fact, you can't see me, but I'm wearing it right now. It is this Eero shirt that's super old. And I don't even know how to describe the, it's kind of like a plaid pattern, but the fabric is this weird fabric that's extremely comfortable, almost pajama-like, but it's really wrinkly. And I swear you could iron it for like three hours and it just, it doesn't like iron out the weirdness 
it has to be dry cleaned. Super annoying. It doesn't like have to be dry cleaned so that it won't fall apart. It just looks really, really weird otherwise. And it's also missing a couple of buttons. And the buttons are like wrapped in the same fabric as the shirt, you know, so they kind of like blend Mm, in. It's just like mm -hmm. cute little details. So I go there and I'm like, yeah, you can just like put like a, I don't know, just like a clear button or something. And (laughs) lady looks at me and she's like, that's going to look really weird. And I'm like, but I don't care. I just like need a button. And I mean, they're fabric buttons. That's, it's gone. It's like a special button. And she was like, yeah, all right. And we're kind of like hemming and hawing. And she pulls out her button drawer and it's like, which button is best? And we're looking at all these buttons. Then all of a sudden I, I feel this little crinkle in one of the pockets and I realize there's a button. There's two buttons in a little plastic baggie that when I got the shirt, however long you ago, never... I, I was just like, uh, this is probably something I should keep because they're special. And I left it in the pocket and I just never noticed that it was there. So now I'm wearing the shirt again. It's back from the dry cleaner. They were very nice about it. And it's got all its original buttons, or at least, you know, the replacement buttons that make them look original. And I'm happy as a clam. Well, that's wonderful. I used to, you know, you can buy anything secondhand uh, and sell anything secondhand. If you have designer buttons that overtly say a designer label, you should consider selling them. I mean, not in this case, you needed them for your shirt, but... A lot of people will sell Chanel buttons, Saint Laurent buttons that either popped off of old stuff or from vintage pieces and and like they've cut off to sell like people sell that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the theme of this this pod that the resale secondhand economy not only is more sustainable, but, you know, just tons of ways to make a couple bucks or like get a random designer button and put it on a necklace or like put it on a zip up sweatshirt and make it funny I don't know like there are all these kinds of things you can do and you know even buttons retain value I used to have I mean I used to get like luxury buttons with pieces and then I would put them somewhere and then I think I threw them all out so I didn't take my own (laughs) advice there but I treated myself so I feel like every day during coronavirus I just sort of regress into like a 13 year old um (laughs) in the like late nineties, early aughts. So I've had a sticker collection for a long time, which I've talked about. My new thing is I've decided I'm going to get seriously into nail art. I was someone who did gel manicures for 10 years. My nails was amazing. I had nails and you know, COVID has stopped a lot of us from doing a very basic beauty thing, which is getting a manicure. I have gone safely to get a pedicure, but I liked not having gel on for the first time in 10 years. And I was experimenting with nail stickers. And so I went to a beauty depot near this farm. I mean, it was like 45 minutes away. And I just like went ham on all the nail supplies. I bought every color of nail polish. I bought tools, brushes, um, a little bowl to put your hands in, cuticle soft. And so I currently have neon stripes on my nails, but I also bought a caboodle to put all of it in. Um, And I decorated it with stickers. So a caboodle, if you don't know, I never had one. I think I was a little young for them slash I don't know why I didn't have a caboodle, but Sarah, do you want to explain what a caboodle is? Yeah, it's 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 sort of the first of all, it's the go to of any makeup artist worth, you know, worth their salt. But um, a caboodle is it almost looks like a something you'd have in a tool shed that tools would be in, you know, often with like a kind of 
you know, kind of metal on the outside and there's a clasp. There's all sorts of kinds, but Kabuto's a certain brand. And you open it up and then you have several tiers of places to put makeup brushes and lipsticks and you can organize things, nail polish, you know, anything kind of cosmetic or crafty. The Kabuto has been a standard for some time now. So if anyone saw my pink plastic caboodle with nail supplies in it covered in stickers they might say oh do you have a tween <laughs> child or niece or nephew and i'm like no it's just right. me are you, um, watching are you? dawson's creek which i have finished i miss my friends and painting for my caboodle with my stickers on it so i mean that's just what's making me happy in quarantine and it seems like I wanted to do this episode about secondhand home office because guess what? We're not going back to the office anytime soon. Which is sometimes the norm already for those of us who work for ourselves, even if you know I worked in a varying co-working spaces, which is not happening right now. Sarah, you're fully work from home, but there is everyone all of a sudden is having to figure out what a home office looks like. And I've gotten a lot of that stuff top to bottom, which we can talk about secondhand. But again, now we're moving into some home stuff, which is not as much it was not as much my passion until recently I'm moving and getting a bigger apartment as I've gotten older I've cared more about home stuff I know that it is such an enormous world that you know I mostly stay on the side of fashion and you know clothing accessories handbags we need to get into jewelry but home office time yeah so Mare as you mentioned I work from home full-time I mean, with a few travels here and there, which, again, aren't happening anytime soon. Uh, But I have worked from home for some time. And even though I'm not putting together a home office because I'm now not able to go to the office, I'm always down with cobbling together whatever I can to make a home office not only as functional and ergonomic as possible, because I've actually had all sorts of RSI injuries in the past and people really have to take that stuff seriously, but something that kind of looks as cool as possible because, you know, a desk in the corner, depending on where you live and what your room setups can really kind of disrupt the rest of your, your living space. And it just kind of look messy and remind you of work all the time. And so there are a lot of factors to consider. I mean, right now, I'm sitting on a bar stool because I happen to be using a dining room table as my desk because I have a lot of just like camera gear and stuff. I need sort of a big desk. But it's like it's too high to be it's it's higher than a desk would be if you like bought a desk from West Elm or something. And so the dining table was a hand me down. The chair was from a bar table that I just it's like I'm not using right now, but I still really like the chairs and it works out really well. But if I didn't have this stuff, I would need to buy, let's say, a a chair that like can come up high enough, but still provide some, um, you know, a rest for my feet because I have I have short legs. So, you know, my legs aren't going to hit the floor and that's like bad for you. You don't want your legs dangling all day. And I would never pay f- full price for something like this. So where would I go? Yeah. So this got me thinking because, you know, many companies have implemented work from home policies to at least like 
summer 2021 TBD, and everyone is scrambling to put together a home office. Even if you live in a small apartment, you can designate a certain area. But I want to give some ideas because I've had a home office in a one bedroom for a long time. My office is in the living room. I'm moving and I will finally have like an office office, which I'm very excited about. But one of my big splurges, because of course, again, being a label whore um, and always wanting the most expensive thing, one thing I did treat myself to that was there were some outlets near this farm slash inn. And of course, I couldn't just like sit with a donkey. I was like, yeah, I got to spend some money on some designer things. I bought a Herman Miller desk chair, which is like the Chanel of desk chairs, because again, I'm an asshole and I want the most expensive thing. I got it for less than half of retail. It was it's new, though. So I was like, I'm just like, I don't know if I should tell Sarah or the audience that it's new. But investing in something like that, uh, you don't have to go as, as expensive as this. There are many nice desk chairs. You can read reviews. You can get ones on Amazon. It's already so much nicer than like just the chair I got that I thought was cute that has been destroying my neck and shoulders for the past four years. So that's a good place to start is like a chair that you like. There is going to be an explosion and there already is secondhand uh, home office stuff everywhere. It was really interesting when I went into Design Within Reach outlet, which Herman Miller actually purchased Design Within Reach, which is why they had the chairs. The woman said that she couldn't, they couldn't keep these office chairs uh, in stock, which was not typically a thing that people bought when they would go to the outlet because you're buying for your home. People are not really buying for office now. People are really buying for a home office because we're all at home. And so, you know, finding a chair secondhand, there are a million chairs everywhere to be had. Uh, I haven't even like scratched the surface of secondhand online furniture stuff. I have a lot of trouble with that because obviously you want to see it and like put your butt in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's something that yeah, it's it's not the same as like, oh, these shoes are pretty uncomfortable, but I only have to wear them like for like a short period of time. This is like livelihood stuff. Got to be comfortable and yeah, not hurt yourself. The Herman Miller chair, I have gone through phases as well. I don't have one, never have. I've definitely sat on them in certain office spaces though. And I'm like, these are really nice. You know, they breathe well and they look cool. You can get them in white or, you know, that sort of thing. But I, I do... Every so often I go, you know, I need a real office chair. I don't need to sit in this bar stool all day. Although weirdly comfortable, it came from room and board. But I search Craigslist uh, every so often because you think like, yeah, you know, some company, some startup will go out of business and they have a bunch of expensive stuff and they just they just want to liquidate it. And there is a little bit of that. What I see is more kind of like knockoffs that are plentiful, which is, you know, it's the same thing as a knockoff when it comes to clothing. I mean, it's it's. It's kind of up to you whether you care about that or not and, and how well it's made in comparison to the original that you're looking for. But I know that to your point right now with all of these offices that I mean, sure, Google can pause their global workforce until next summer, a year from now. But a lot of smaller companies are just going to have to to shutter and get rid of really nice things. That's a really, really good point that I hadn't even thought of. So you can get really nice office stuff in a million different places from Craigslist to Cherish to, yes, if you are in the Bay Area or places where there are a lot of businesses that are closing, like they need to sell that stuff. And those are great, great places to look. Nice desks. I mean, a lot of these companies that do have money 
um, or at least had money, spend a lot on the way their offices look and the supplies that they buy. And since they buy them usually in bulk, they get discounts. So yeah, I mean, that's a huge option. It's funny, this Herman Miller chair, they have they have furniture on the real real. The real real absolutely has not figured out um, home shipping though because I was like, oh, I'll get the chair on there. I saw it on the real real. It was still expensive. And then the shipping was, the chair was still like four. 50 or whatever which is what i paid for the new one um but the shipping on it was 300 dollars, and i was like well what's the fucking point like it's Mm -hmm. so that's one of the issues with secondhand furniture too is like transportation and shipping this is not like boxing up a vintage t-shirt from poshmark a lot of it has to be local it is interesting i've looked at some of the stuff on poshmark which like you can't people aren't really offering to ship they're saying like you can buy it for me like almost like a craigslist listing but you have to be local so i mean that's only chairs desks i'm currently using a free desk i realize that there's this whole marketplace the people in my building have exceptionally good taste and a lot of people are moving and they're like, do you want this? I mean, I have long, long picked up things off the street. I have art that I picked up off the street. I I will scounge. I have uh, scounge around. Uh, I have a beautiful lamp behind me that is our mutual friends, Josh Phelps. Shout out Josh. That when he was moving, I was like, can I have that? Can I have the lamp? You don't want it. (laughs) Like, it's, a, it's a nice lamp. I, I like it. I'm, I like the lamp. I, I'm a raccoon for all intensive purposes, but a, a raccoon with really good taste. No, so the desk I'm using was a free desk from people who were moving out. Um, I think it's from Target. It's fine, but you can. I mean, please don't pay retail for any of this stuff or close to retail. Please, 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 please. Again, also, a lot of these offices are going to have the stuff they need to get rid of and you don't want it to go into wasteful scenarios because with furniture, like, I don't know about, I mean, Sarah, you don't live in a big building, but in my big building, there are people who just dump so much stuff and it doesn't, there's so many people who need furniture Mm -hmm. if you please donate please consider donating it to like a goodwill or a different charity um you know people really do need this stuff so don't just throw it out i mean that's always the mo of everything that i ever tell any listener about don't throw it out obviously it depends on the wear and tear but a lot of furniture can be heavily used and it's fine you know i mean it's it's you you want to chair that's not going to break when you sit in it you know you don't want a table where you know a dog gnawed off half of the side of it or or whatever but especially once you get set up it's kind of like an apartment you know when you see it empty and you're like i don't know maybe it needs a new coat of paint and you get all your stuff in there and and make it nice and you know have your little i don't know pen holder over in the corner i'm thinking of the things that you would put on your desk mirror um then it's like it's it's having secondhand stuff that's not um brand new is works fine with an office and yeah it's kind of like buying a car i mean you're gonna pay so much less just to have it even gently used absolutely and i'm now i'm moving into let's i'm like looking around my desk i have a mouse pad that i ordered on vistaprint.com with a picture of my dog bean that says do your work my lifestyle can't support itself (laughs) um as a nice reminder motivation but yeah i like you know fun you also want to make your home office fun and then that's getting into art and i'm looking around me and it's so funny so i have some art that I got at TJ Maxx. I have I have long loved Roy Lichtenstein and obviously don't have any prints or originals or anything like that and didn't want to pay for an expensive like framed anything. So what I did was I bought a Roy Lichtenstein 
calendar, ripped out the pages and framed some of them. Oh, that's good. I mean, there are a million ways you can get inventive. Same with Gray Mallon, who who does expensive, beautiful photographs. I bought a coffee table book of his and bought some inexpensive frames at Marshall's. You can also get frames at many, many, many thrift stores. Um, and I have some great thrift art from like Goodwills mixed with, you know, art prints that I have actually paid to be framed. You can get really creative. But again, the future of fashion or the future of your office is nothing new. Like you can cobble together so many fun things, particularly with frames. Like it drives me. Cr- I mean, listen, if you I have a mention of Brag Better and, and the time, the New York Times business section, in New York Times, which is something I'm very, very proud of. And that I paid to have like nicely framed. But if you're getting some posters or some art, you can get used frames. You can paint frames. And and I picked this <laughs> this piece of art off the street yesterday and then took it out and replaced it with pictures of bean um so that's now sitting above my desk (laughs) it was just like on the street i think um i think decorating your area and everybody has different taste but that is that is something that it helps a lot and that's something that depending on well i've worked in lots of different offices in my life but certain offices were like soul sucking and in just not feeling like it was like your own space gosh, there was an open office space I worked in in LA a few years back. And I mean, it truly was like the saddest, most drab, just crappy situation. Like you didn't even really want to decorate your little cube because it was just, it's just a bad layout. Anyway, working from home, you know, you, there's that hominess that's already surrounding you, but it's important to kind of try to give your desk area or your room or your corner or your closet or your balcony or whatever it is, you know, a little extra, extra life. And that way you kind of embrace it a little bit more. If you find the whole concept of working from home sort of challenging, it's really hard to do. And so I have this area in the corner of my living room. You don't have to have a ton of space. You know, you can put a table or a desk up against the wall. And when I'm talking about art, I mean, that goes up the wall. So that doesn't take space. And even if you just have a little bit around your computer or monitor and get yourself a chair that feels nice and maybe get a little like rug under your feet, little rug, which there are a million secondhand rugs everywhere. I mean, everywhere, everywhere. I've been looking on Poshmark and obsessing or like a fun pillow. I just bought a secondhand Poshmark cold picnic boob pillow. Cold picnic is a brand that I've been following for a while and they're hard to find secondhand and they just like make stuff with boobs on it. Oh, I was like, Like, it's not for your boobs. No, it's not for your boobs. It just like has boobs (laughs) on it. I'll upload a picture. It's like, you know, to like support while sleeping. Um, I actually, and this is silly because I actually have become a real Poshmark Aficionado would be a little too kind, but I, I I go to Poshmark every day. I've never thought to look at furnishings on Poshmark. Well, that's where, since I'm moving and I have more space and I'm so excited Bean's going to have her own room. I mean, I'm not moving into like a palace, but I will have like two rooms and I can have my own and a whole office, which I'm so excited about. Oh my God. I've like transitioned from obsessively scouring like vintage t-shirts and matching sets and like Celine stuff to looking at random homewares. And I, on Poshmark, they're really cheap. And listen, home stuff is so annoyingly expensive. I mean, I can do a separate rant on couches, which is just a whole separate episode about how much I hate couches, how expensive they are, how I only want the ones that are like $5,000. Why do they take six to eight weeks to make? If I'm going to spend this much money, why can't I have it right now? Like, why are you charging me this much for delivery? I don't expend, I don't understand why it's so expensive. Like couches make me 
irrationally angry, but a lot of home stuff is also just so unnecessarily expensive. Now, some of it, if it's really made in a certain way and you can help me understand that, maybe if you're a Never Gets Old listener and you're like a secondhand furniture aficionado or someone who works for one of these brands, like, please explain it to me. But I will say, you know, there are mid-range places that are still very expensive, like a CB2, a West Elm, restoration hardware, so expensive. I mean, nobody's selling, people are selling some of the furniture for nothing. So you should look, they're all local pickups though, and none of it was DC, but I've gotten like super cute things, whether it's like shams or pillows or like little trinkets or trays or uh, lighting or and it's people are selling it on Poshmark for very very little like get into it and I think Poshmark home is going to expand even more I mean all home secondhand is going to explode even more than it already has because people aren't leaving their their houses Mm -hmm. and people are taking are really seriously redecorating and investing time and money in their spaces I think more than they ever have yeah i mean at least in our current lifetimes well yeah and i mean certainly most of poshmark is clothing and that's pretty easy to ship you know you pack it up and and it it doesn't take up much space obviously shipping a a desk to somebody else is going to require a whole different kind of shipment but that's something that historically it's like oh people leave things out on the street if you get lucky and it's nice you might walk by and like figure out a way to get it or if you for example i've bought lots of just like cheap stuff over the years from craigslist but it's like it has to fit in my car i have to borrow someone's truck like no one's gonna like bring it to me they just want me to come get it for really cheap or free um and i've i've had people come and get some of my stuff exactly the same way. But if there was a way to, you know, within reason, be able to ship something and have a company like Poshmark or, you know, any of the equivalent companies that do really well for stuff that packs up much more easily that's like fabric-based, that would be a huge market. Yeah, I mean, Poshmark now has a home tab. They haven't figured out furniture shipping yet. I've seen, like... I think that they will because I feel like they're very much on it. As I said, the real real has some incredible secondhand designer furniture and objects, um, which you should take a look at if you just have some money to play with and want to be more sustainable. The stuff is still expensive. There's this like $37,000 Missoni insane, like wraparound couch thing. That's like enormous, but they haven't, I'm not, you know, advocating you buy that, but if you can, please do and send me a photo. It's so awesome. Um, but they do have awesome, like secondhand, truly more designer stuff. Cause that's sort of their MO. But like I saw a restoration hardware couch on there that I thought was a pretty good price. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'll get it from the real real. I buy a lot of other things from there. I sell with them fine, mm-hmm. put it in my cart. The shipping was a thousand dollars. And I was like, what, wh- what's the point? Yeah. And what like, world is that helpful to anyone? That's, that's, I've never, I mean, I can't think of anything where the shipping would be $1,000. I mean, maybe like a grand piano or something. But like, yeah, they haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. I mean, the, so, so there are, since I am so focused and have been so focused for two decades on not homeware, but fashion and accessories, and that will continue to be my first love. And I feel like a lot of people make this transition as they get older and start investing in their spaces. But particularly right now, you know, there are a million sites for secondhand homewares, whether it is Cherish, which I've seen like spelled like a chair 
or they have first dibs, which is a lot more expensive. There are a million. That's an that's a world that I have not explored in the slightest. I just have like scavenged things off the street, looked at Craigslist some. It's a really interesting time, though, because, you know, people are worried about COVID. So right. you have to be careful if you are getting secondhand furniture and like if you're nervous about it or what you need to clean, but also an interaction with that person and touching the same stuff they're touching and helping you put it in your car. Like, so it's but a ton of people are moving because things are expensive jobs are changing lives are changing people are reevaluating things which also means that uh they are getting rid of stuff for less than ever before the last piece of secondhand home office which this whole thing we could do separate each each you know category deeply separate but i want your opinion sarah is secondhand tech computers and microphones and router i don't know sarah is the technical one (laughs) i am not but i wanted your two cents and i feel like that would be very valuable as someone who has worked in and around technology and with a tremendous amount of technology would you consider buying any of the stuff used and if you if you would have you had any experiences doing so uh yes and yes for sure um Computers are sort of strange because, yes, there's a way to... Let's say I needed a new MacBook, right? I'm an Apple user, right? And so I wanted a new MacBook Pro. And there was like a refurbished MacBook Pro that I could get for half off. Um, Can you explain what refurbished means? It means something... It, a computer that's been used before that has been wiped clean so that it feels new when I get it. So it's not new, and I know it's not new, um, and it's cheaper because of that. But it's like it's like a used car that looks new, but somebody has driven it before, and there's some miles on it. I actually went through this recently because a friend of mine who's kind of in the same industry was getting rid of a bunch of equipment. She had, like, good stuff, better stuff than I have. And she was just kind of – she was motivated to sell. And so I bought a bunch of stuff from her, and she knew what she was doing. So, like, I have this Windows machine that I don't – Anyway, well, I I could talk about tech forever, so it doesn't really matter what I bought, but it was something that I knew was going to be in good shape, wasn't going to have some like weird data from her, and she knew that she had wiped it clean so that I wouldn't end up with something where there's like sensitive information. And that's something that's like really important to think about when it comes to computers and sensitive stuff that people tend to store on computers and knowing how to make sure that that computer is truly wiped clean of anything that anybody could ever get from you because it's Mm. a scary world we live in. But computers themselves are really something like that. That is actually something to take extremely seriously. And it's not rocket science, but a lot of people get this wrong and they just go like, eh, whatever, I'll just like change my password. And then it's like your computer. Never do that. But as far as everything else goes, like the mic that I'm using right now, I bought it used. This is an expensive mic and it works. And I don't, uh, you don't touch it. It just. Now we've really entered Sarah's, Sarah's domain. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is, can you, can you feel my energy? Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, I mean, it's, it's a cool looking mic, but cosmetically the fact that it wasn't like shiny and new didn't bother me. It clamps onto my desk. It's, it does its job. 
if it shorted out one day, that would suck. But I felt confident when I bought it that it was in good shape. Again, I the person that I bought it from took care of their things. I've got a switcher next to me that I'm not even using, but I bought just because the price was Wait, good. What's a switcher? Oh, it's like where I could <laughs> uh, we're on a Skype call right now, and let's say I had three different cameras set up, like I could switch between those views for you. You know, sort of like a little control room. Like I could like switch to a, to a shot of Otis over in the corner because you can't see him in the shot that you're looking at now. Anyway, just like TV stuff. Electronics are really expensive. I wouldn't suggest, I mean, I don't know, unless it's like somebody you really love and trust ever getting like used headphones. It would sort of be, be mm-hmm. like, you know, used underwear, like because headphones like they just break down over time and they're very, it's very, you know, it's. It's all up in there. But otherwise, if it's something that you're touching or is on you all the time, there's going to be a little bit more like gunkiness because we're all humans. Yeah. But otherwise, electronics are, and I buy a lot of electronics new, just sometimes I need something and I just don't. You know, ha- now I'm mad at buying my fancy mic new, but I was such a noob when we started doing this however long ago. We have a whole backlog since April 2019. Please listen to it. Um, that I'm like, wow, now I need to learn about this too. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, so you get the gist. Uh, technology and stuff that you need for an office and everybody's got different, you know, a lot of people just need like a laptop and maybe like mm-hmm. a webcam, you know, or a ring light or something but like you know that. What a, you know what a lot of people are getting into though, which I would love your two cents on. Uh, what about monitors? Because, you know, you're, you don't want to stare at a laptop all day. Yeah, and that's actually, you know, going back to the ergonomic thing, um, and something that Mare and I have both discovered, I have a pretty nice big setup um, in my home studio because I do a lot of, you know, audiovisual work. But often in the morning, I'm just kind of like drinking my coffee and I'm in and out of the kitchen. And so I'm like hunkered over my laptop. And that's okay for a little while. And, you know, with a laptop, you can like, I don't know, sit on the couch and then like maybe like stretch out. And, you know, you, you have some flexibility there. But, Anybody who works all day, every day, hunched over a laptop, eventually is going to feel it, and in bad ways. And stuff, some of that stuff is like irreversible. It's really important to be like sitting up straight and have your, you know, eye level and like the top third of whatever you're looking at. And you can't do that without with a laptop unless it's up on a bunch of books and you've got an external keyboard. The whole thing really can benefit from a monitor. A monitor is, I mean, it's like the number one thing that will, you think you don't need it. Like, I don't need another screen. It's already built into the laptop. It is so important. It, and, and you can just get more screen real estate and they're cool looking. And yes. It's so, I have destroyed my body. So please listen to me and don't do what I did. I did not have a monitor or a proper setup. I mean, I still probably don't have a proper setup. I'm so happy in this new fancy desk chair. It's like the support is amazing. I got my dad gave me a monitor when I got my book deal for brag better to write it on a bigger screen. And I can't believe I didn't have one before. I've been hunched over a laptop for a decade. I have, I have to go to a chiropractor every week. I get Botox in my neck and shoulders. It's no joke. And you know, if you formerly worked in an office that helped you with ergonomics, that's, I mean, the whole ergonomics thing is also going to explode, which I've been talking to my chiropractor about, but you know, it, you have to be very careful that you don't really screw with your body because my neck and shoulders are a mess and, uh, getting a monitor, this, the monitor that I have was not expensive. I think it was like a hundred dollars and it's not, I have, you know, you don't need a Mac one. This is a, I don't even know what this is, but it's, it's 
I have it, you know, properly synced up to my computer, which of course took me a while to figure out, but it's, it's great. And it's, it's not even a question. Yeah. You need a monitor. Yeah. Need a monitor and, and they're not expensive. So get a monitor, designate a small area if you can for a home office. Please do not work in your bed. Please separate church and state there. I feel like it's so important to uh, do this properly to set yourself up for the future. I feel lucky in that I've worked from home a lot and, and for many for a long time. And so I already knew a lot of these things. But tell us what you're doing with your home offices. Tell us what you're doing to stay sane and be safe. episodes be replays of some faves because Sarah and I are going to relax and then we will be back with some new episodes and as always you can find us online at ingopodcast.com learn more about me your host Amanda Feynman my producer Sarah Lane email us hello at ingopodcast.com slide into the dms i love all the questions you guys ask at meredith Feynman or at ingo podcast uh same on twitter and just keep us in the loop with what you're buying secondhand how those habits are changing and we'll we'll get you some good new stuff soon even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.